My name is Dr. Fabrice Robert Lubin, and I am a clinical psychologist. And I am Rachel Wagner, and I am a clinical therapist. Welcome to Mindful Chatter. This is where we try to keep it real, keep it relevant, catching up with one another, and most importantly, catching up with you. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Fabrice. So I think that we should begin with maybe a little bit of an update, because I think we ended kind of in an ambiguous note. We did, yeah. Our last episode was about the interruption of grief. So a little bit of an update. Um, actually, a few hours after we recorded that episode, I was like, Alan, can you get this out really quickly? Because I'm going to be flying out tomorrow and I'm going to see my grandfather and I would love to share it with him. And um, I was supposed to, we recorded on Thursday. I was supposed to leave on Friday. And he actually, my grandfather surrounded by my mom and his other two sons and his wife um, passed very peacefully at home. It was the best case scenario. Um, It seemed to be pretty painless. Um, My mom told me this really cool story that my grandmother made them all come back into the back room and were like all surrounding him. So it was my grandmother, my mom, and then um, my two uncles. And they my grandmother basically was like, you guys need to say something. I know that you all don't talk a lot, but you have to say something to him. And and then she kind of recited this really awesome um, poem of sorts and basically just said to him, you know, we've got you now. It's time. Like, you don't have to hold on. You don't have to be strong for us. And it seemed like a really amazing moment for everybody in that room to just kind of say, no, 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 we've, we've got you. You don't need to, you don't need to go through this and fight through this anymore. So although I'm sad about it and I'm still processing through my own grief in this moment, I would say in this moment, I'm very avoidant of it because the service isn't until the end of the month. So it hasn't really hit me completely there will be moments where I will kind of realize okay well you know holidays aren't going to be the same and um when will be the next time that I'll be able to like go out and see my grandmother and that will look different and will she be still living in the same home and I don't know what is it going to be like to see his chair without him in it so I have those moments every now and again that I think about and it, it makes me sad and I feel I don't know, like a a hole in some ways. But I'm also thankful that he's not in pain and that he doesn't have to suffer anymore. So it's very bittersweet, I would say. You know, listening to that, I couldn't help but visualize kind of the the... When a person is doing meditative breathing, there's always this inhale and the exhale, and it's very concentrated. And I couldn't help but feel that in talking with you last time, that that was the inhalation of you breathing in everything that you were absorbing and kind of all of this new information that was hitting you all at once, and us just trying to find some sort of connection through that. Yeah, I think 
it's so, I guess I imagine in that moment too, I don't know what it was like, but I imagine him, my grandfather, inhaling like love and peace and being surrounded by people that cared so much about him and then exhaling just and letting go of pain, of suffering, of whatever was happening for him and just literally just like letting it go. And I think that's something that we try to practice all the time. We try to practice breathing in the positivity around us, but sometimes we can't help breathe in the chaos and the the stress of work and um, the negativity of guests or of, of just the bad weather <laughs> that's been happening. In those moments, though, I want to start to practice if we breathe in the negativity, practice breathing it back out getting all of that carbon dioxide like out of our system, mm-hmm. all that bad stuff, and just keeping the oxygen, keeping the positive energies as much as possible. Kind of focusing our attention on what keeps us vital. Yeah. What keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that image of, of the exhale. As you were saying, your grandfather kind of letting go and allowing himself to go into the the next phase of existence, whatever that is, however that looks like, that we don't know. And then also the story of your family in some ways letting go of him and you all kind of taking like that exhale. Yeah, we're all in different stages of this Grief and loss, as we talked about last time. I think I'm in a, a stage of avoidance a little bit. When I, I went home this weekend to see my family in Ohio, um, my grandparents live out in Baltimore, so I wasn't in that space, but I was back in my hometown and talking with my mother. You know, she's kind of vacillating between being very sad. Um, but she's such a positive person that she's really kind of quickly getting to that acceptance phase. And I start to kind of think about what what is acceptance? What does that look like? And how is it different from all of these other stages? In acceptance, it seems that we let go of some of that pain and suffering because we're kind of like, okay, well, here we are. This is the reality of it. I can't help but feel there's always these words that we use so easily in our language, especially when we're going through challenging things. People say, oh, you know, we let it go and we need to accept what's happened. And I wonder sometimes if, we fall into a trap of telling people that we're at a stage or we're at a place in our lives that we're really not. And we keep expecting it to look like a certain thing as if acceptance for me will look like acceptance for you, will look like acceptance for Alan, will look like acceptance for my parents Mm. or your grandmother. Yeah, I agree. I think it will all look very different for everyone I think on the surface it's something we do tell people kind of like 
you know, we talked about previously, if someone greets you and they say, hey, how are you doing? Automatically, oh, I'm good, how are you? Mm-hmm. Where? So someone comes up to you, what stage are you in grief and loss? And you're like, yeah. I'm at acceptance. And um, that's an automatic, we want to seem like we're okay. We don't want people to swoop in and save us or think that there's something wrong with us or I don't know. My friend Brian came over a couple of weeks ago and he's another clinician and we were sitting in my living room and we were just talking about some of the things that I've been going through and the transitions in my life and in my relationships. And one of the things that he reflected to me is that he said, you know, sometimes in life, it's like something, like it's like a plate falling. And he goes, and the plate falls and it hits the ground and you catch it on that first bounce. And observably, it looks like the plate is still held together. But the only reason why it appears that way is because you're holding it. And the moment that you let it go is the moment that you realize that it's broken. And I sat there with that that thought of this description of my, my current state of where I'm at in my relationship and wondering, is it true? Is it that I'm holding on too tightly? Is it that I'm not letting go enough that I should be putting the plate on the ground? Is it my effort of pushing the two halves together? Isn't that what, you know, we're supposed to do in terms of endeavoring to make a better world that we're supposed to keep trying to hold on and keep trying to push ourselves to be better, do more, fix things. And so interesting because as soon as you said, okay, so the plate's broken, right? It's on the ground, shattered. My mind goes to, okay, where's the broom? How mm. can I clean this? How can I clean this mess up? Mm. And I think that's kind of a good metaphor to how I react to things. Something happens and I react. And I'm like ready, I'm in go mode, right? But maybe that I'm missing a part of it though a phase of it or I'm going through it very differently. I feel in that moment, I need to act. I need to fix it. I need to figure it out. And that's how I am in a lot of things with, with work, with friendships, with a lot of different relationships. I can't always do that going into that shifting into cleanup because at times it's, that impulsivity to want to do something that I wonder if that's what led to the breaking in the first place Mm. that I wasn't intentional about where I wanted to go or where I wanted to end up that I was simply bombarded with kind of a set of conditions or things that were happening to me. You go through this event of the loss of your grandfather and you know, you're going to make plans and you're going to try to figure out where you need to be and what flight you're going to get. Are you going to get the flight that's most accommodating? Are you going to get the flight that leaves at the best time? The flight that's the cheapest? 
Or is it just the flight you get, whatever that is? And did you choose that flight? And why are you on that plane? And did you choose to be on that plane? Or to be in that place? And so I'm also left with this thing of looking at acceptance as sometimes it's even getting to a place where you didn't choose the plate that you have in your hand. You didn't even choose that it fell off the counter. You don't choose how the pieces shatter. Maybe for a moment, acceptance is even just realizing that you were or had something in the first place. Whether it was a relationship with your grandfather and everything that he's been able to do for you and the ways he's been able to motivate you and encourage you. And in those moments when I realize that the plate is broken and I've accepted that the plate is broken, I believe that it is important to spend time in that moment instead of quickly being like, okay, the plate is broken. I need to clean it up and I need to do the next step and I need to do this, 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 and act. Instead, I need to live in those moments. Instead, we need to, as people live in that moment of realization that the plate is broken, that my grandfather has passed, that I don't need to just go into the cleanup phase of booking the flight, the cleanup phase of, is my mom okay? Um, Is my grandmother okay? Are my cousins okay? I don't need to go into that phase because what I'm actually doing is I'm avoiding, which is an acceptance. So I'm not staying in that point of, The plate is broken. Maybe as a random aside, a a guest threw out this question to me. They said, it was more of a commentary. They were saying, I just want to, I just want someone to be writing the book that explains what's happening in our American landscape right now. And I said, well, that's, that's, that's not going to happen now. It's going to take like 30, 40, 50 years, if not even then before we actually understand how do we contextualize Obama? How do we contextualize Hillary Clinton? How do we contextualize Donald Trump? And it's so funny because I think it it makes me think of that. We're so quick to want to just be in that cleanup phase. We're so quick to want to just, okay, well, the reason why this happened is because of this and because of that. And we want to put it into this nice kind of 30 minute television show or drama right wrapped up in a ball like in a bow and and it's just packaged very very neatly where we are in our lives why this thing happened what it means now what it's going to mean in the future Mm. and it can take a really long time and sitting with those broken pieces i think what you're saying is where all of the hard work really is is there but all of the the character and all of the soulfulness and kind of spirit of our lives exists inside that moment as well absolutely it's hard work and the reason why a lot of times we want to go to the cleanup phase is because it's hard work and because those emotions that are coming out in that broken plate phase are so tough it is painful it is that grief it is 
anxiety, it is depression, it is sadness. That's where we grow. That's where we really get to the bottom of that experience. That's where I think about the wonderful memories that I have with my grandfather and all of the amazing things that I've gotten from him. And that's where we discover maybe in losses of relationships too, we discover things about ourselves or things that we want to carry with us to the next relationship. I remember last episode I kind of mentioned I fractured my toe. And so now I have this awesome boot that I have on my foot. (laughs) It's very stylish. Very stylish. (laughs) It goes great with my shoe collection. It's amazing. (laughs) Nike actually uh, sponsored this boot that I'm wearing. Really? Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) There's no corporate sponsorship (laughs) here. But one of the things that's happened is I've had to walk at a slower gait. I can't run. I've got to take my time. I've got to make sure that, you know, I put my socks on properly. I've got to make sure I have my toe bandaged appropriately. And it's been nice to kind of sit and be a little bit fractured and a little bit slower and to know that I cannot physically push myself more because if I did, it just causes more pain to myself and by doing so it's not going to allow me to heal properly and it's just going to lead to kind of a a bigger consequence in the end you can live in the space of going right so there's the space of i've got to get somewhere and you're like living and i literally am visualizing you going from like point a to point b but you're living in the going in that in between point A and point B because you can really take everything in because you have to go a little bit slower or else it's more painful. I told you before, like I will catch myself if I'm like in a hurry. I've got a, I left a little bit later than I usually do to get to work and I'm rushing around. I miss everything that's going on around me. I can't be mindful because all I'm thinking about is how I need to rush to get my coffee to be able to go to work. (laughs) Like, do I even have time to get coffee? Oh shoot. I left mine at home. And I I miss out on the fact that this woman next to me had like amazing rain boots that I really want to try and find. And I couldn't even engage with her and ask her about it, you know? So I um, definitely think that it's important to live in that phase of going, of slowing things down. We never do. We never live in that phase of the broken plate. We never live in that phase of in between point A and point B But what if we did? Well, I think that what we would see is that the story that we're telling ourselves is a lot more complex, that it's more textured. When I notice in myself that I'm just rushing to my destination, it's I just need to be where I need to be. So I just want to go get to Stan's Donuts and buy donuts, right? (laughs) And I just want to be there, get my glazed, leave. But there's something that happens along the way to that place, which which is that I'm going to run into maybe a local poet that's been selling her poetry every day for $15. And one day I decide to stop and talk with her and buy her CD that I have no device to play it on, so I haven't heard it yet. Mm. 
but now there's a texture to this story. It's not just me getting to Stan's donut anymore. Now it's how I encountered a young poet who's trying to sell her work. And we had this interaction for this moment. And now there's like a texture there. And maybe the texture doesn't, you know, doesn't, it doesn't have to mean anything grand, but it adds this depth to the story of my life. Mm. And so I think it's important to remind ourselves and remind others that if you're coming away from something or you're going through something and you have just one version of it where it's like, well, my grandfather died, so I guess I'm just really sad. Or, you know, my my relationship isn't working out because he's a terrible person. She's a good person. That's just one part of the story. And when you're caught up in creating it in a very binary or very kind of just two-dimensional version of it, then you're probably not in a stage of acceptance. Yeah, because you're looking for what's next. Or you bypass it so quickly. You're like, okay, I accept this. Now what? What's next? So I was kind of mentioning earlier, you know, that I've had this mantra that I've been telling myself this whole week, which is, Maybe I'll never arrive, but I'm always here. And I've just been kind of repeating that to myself every time that I notice that I want to, I want more, or is this thing enough, or is this thing going to get better soon? Maybe I'll never get to a place where it gets better. Maybe I'll never be at that moment where, you know, great logical culmination of all events mm. how convenient yeah maybe we're not gonna be able to enjoy that space we get a promotion and then two weeks later we're like okay how do i get my next one right instead of living in that moment and enjoying wow i actually achieved what i set out to achieve let me enjoy this space let me be here and now in this present moment So I imagine that one of the things that is showing up for us is this kind of notion that you cannot will yourself into a place of acceptance. You can't force a muscle to carry a weight that it hasn't really kind of progressed and developed into doing. It makes me think of, of you, you know, and how your yoga poses have evolved over time and how much stretching and bending and investment that it goes it, that must that you have to sacrifice and give to get to that place yeah and i can't just say okay i accept that today i'm going to do a headstand i mean it's, it's not really how it works it's it's more of a all encompassing in this moment, I accept where I am, who I am, and what I can do. So I'm not willing myself into my yoga poses. I am accepting that I have limits. I'm accepting that today I could do a headstand and tomorrow I wouldn't be able to. So it is a practice in that mindfulness that we've talked about before where we accept 
everything that's going on for us today in this moment. And that can be different from day to day. So acceptance is really a difficult thing. A lot of people think it's just like answering the question, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. But we can't just say, oh, what stage are you in? Oh, I've accepted everything that's going on for me. Not really how it works. So we can will ourselves, we can't really will ourselves into that acceptance phase. We have to be mindful of it. And we have to be mindful of, so in the metaphor of yoga, I have to be mindful that today I have a headache and I'm not gonna be able to do a handstand today. But I was able to do it yesterday and even though I can't do it today, it's okay. And sharing that vulnerability with other people, letting people know that you're not at that particular place yet, it's not such a big deal. And I think it also allows other people to then share with you exactly how they're feeling and where they're at. And that then co-creates this space for acceptance. So maybe acceptance, like a lot of other things, is this active process that kind of moves in waves and it just takes time. Yeah, it definitely takes time. I would agree with that. And I I like what you're saying where we can, if someone were to ask us or ask me, hey, how are you doing with your grandfather passing? Like, I just wanted to check in, see where you are. Practicing that vulnerability of just, instead of saying, oh, you know, it is what it is. And he was older and all of that, right? Into that story. Into the story that's just been made up instead practicing and saying, you know, I am struggling and I know that this happened. I am in a phase of avoidance. Man, I I can't help but think of this idea of just approaching people when they say, how are you? Just leading with, you know what? Today or right now in this moment, this is where I'm at. And that's the thing that I honor most about you. (laughs) So thanks a lot for always sharing that space with me. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes as Mindful Chatter. We're also up on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash mindful chat. We are on Stitcher for all of you Android lovers. And we are as Mindful Chatter up on Stitcher. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Mindful Chat. I love to share lots of fun things on Twitter, and I know Fabrice is going to add some things soon. We are growing. We are expanding. We are saying, having lots of fun feedback from people. So if you have topics that you would like for us to chat about, you can go ahead and respond to anything on Twitter, but also send us an email at mindfulchatterpodcast at gmail.com. This has been Mindful Chatter. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.